Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 58 of the Game Sharks Podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, competitive League of Legends. It's back, baby, and I'm happy. Are you? Yeah, I like watching competitive League of Legends, don't you? But, but Cloud9 lost. They came in second. That's not first. Yeah, well, whatever, they have time. <laughs> it was just like a beginning of the season for Funzies tournament. They have growing pains. They have a pretty mediocre top laner. Sure. sure. Yeah. You know, we'll get there. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's fun times all around. And video games. Joining me today is Adam. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. What's cracking? Uh, it's a real big squid, I believe. Usually. Thank you. That's a, that's a cracking. Or or some spiced Question. rum. Question answered. It's actually pretty good spice rum too. Or my shampoo. Your shampoo. Oh, it's an old spice. Uh-huh. Old spice cracking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Today we're just gonna we're gonna have a full on news and what we've been playing day. We have a lot to talk about. Lots of news happening, and uh, some some games that we're ready to finally delve deep into. Some new things I've been playing. Some old things that I finally finished. Hint, hint. Persona Five. Uh, oh, you're done. So, so I, I have a lot I want to talk about there, and I think Derek said he has a lot he wants to talk about for <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, so we decided we had a topic lined up, but we decided there's just so much to talk about without a topic that we're just going to hold on to that for a later date. So just get ready and settle in for a full-on news and what we've been playing episode of the Game Sharks podcast. So I guess we'll roll right into the news with the most important news of the week. Capcom tweeted from the official Resident Evil Twitter account and confirmed <laughs> that Lady Dimitrescu is nine feet six inches. So for scale, boys and girls, that is three feet six inches more than a Fall Guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot they gave the height of Fall Guys. Wait, uh, Fall Guys? Fall Guys are six feet. Yeah. Yes, Fall like, Guys are canonically six feet tall. I am a Fall Guy. <laughs> Whenever you think of Fall Guy, oh my just think of me. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. I the, the jelly bean okay. people. Yeah, that Give is. Me a second. I, have, I have an image you gotta find. Keep going. Uh, how tall? How tall is she? Uh, in Xbox Series X's. Uh, she's taller than the Xbox Series X fridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so this is obviously not real news but it's just fucking hysterical the internet is all of a sudden obsessed with like v- fictional video game characters specifically females heights uh what was that tweet that you sent me andrew or you showed me uh what what game company was it uh, remedy the remedy yeah it's yeah. like how tall is jesse faden and then <laughs> remedy just tweeted please stop <laughs> it's so good uh yeah it's like all of a sudden the internet's fetish for tall women is like coming out of the woodwork yeah it's uh the internet always had some issues let's be honest yeah this is it an issue though adam weird times uh but you know important information for you know <laughs> something i guess i yeah i guess so <laughs> anyways <laughs> Let's move on to some more real news. Uh, Derek, no new Nintendo Switch model is planned for any time soon. Did you see that? 
Uh, yeah, I, it's, I think your your title says yeah we have a uh, no have a, switch pro yet okay so we have a one two three with like cool switch things one the switch has officially or it's like just about to outsell the 3ds which is pretty big the 3ds was super popular the switch Lite alone has outsold the wii u and i personally don't know a single person who owns a switch Lite, but apparently <laughs> they have sold more than we use yeah uh so there's that and then the other one is that there was an interview with the current president of nintendo uh furukawa right that's that's his name yeah Mm -hmm. shantaro furukawa and uh when he was asked if there was going to be an upgraded model for the switch he said not anytime soon uh that's not a no that is not a no but here's why it won't be this year for sure in my humble opinion because they're still with those other two numbers they're still already selling so many switches why would they stop doing that why not wait till the switch sales slow down and then put out your new console to get your numbers back up you know if it's still like ramping up a crazy amount because if switches are sold out everywhere and they put another switch on the market then you just have twice as many switches but here's the thing: if they were to make a pro model, they wouldn't. They'd cut their production of the other one down. So why not wait till the production of the other one naturally slows down, and then put out a second model, and then bump your sales back up? You know, it just doesn't make sense to release it now. I yeah, it, just, I think... it doesn't make sense not to. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just being extremely stubborn about this at this point. I it just I I guess well I, it's just like then what what are they doing over there making just shit ton of money that's exactly what they're doing I bet you there are specs and uh like fully drawn out plans for whatever the next version of the switch is and they are they're just waiting to hit the go button but do you think they, they don't are see- going to make another one I think eventually I think whatever I don't know if we're going to get a pro version so here's my thing. I don't think it's not that I don't think I don't know if we're going to get a pro version. I could easily see us going the entire life cycle of the switch without getting an upgraded 4k version, but whatever the next thing that they do is, it's going to be a successor to the switch. It will be a home console switch. Yeah. Like super switch. It will be a, a, a console handheld hybrid. Um, so whether they yeah. do that in another four or five years and have it be like not backwards compatible, or maybe it is backwards compatible, but you can, like you have to have this new one to play the new games. I don't know what their plan is, but I'm not convinced we're specifically going to get a an a pro version of the current Switch where both of them run like the same type of cartridges, and you can put in a a Nintendo like the same cartridge into either of them and it will work exactly the same except for one will have lock 60 or something you know yeah i mean we kind of already have an example of nintendo doing almost this exact scenario with the wii and the wii u right Mm. like the wii u is almost the same as the wii yeah it's a successor except for the updated graphics and and processing power um but they just botched it's the just, marketing of it. Yeah, exactly. And it was such it was so bad that a lot of people didn't even know that it wasn't just another Wii. 
So, like, just take that idea and port it to the Switch and say, like, well, here's a new Switch. It'll be essentially the same thing, but the Switch is already so popular that, like, basically what I'm saying is give it a few years. Mm. As, like, and I, so I agree with you, Jeff, that they shouldn't sell, they shouldn't do it while the Switch is already still selling gangbusters. Yeah, while it's already still on track to be the best-selling console ever. Yeah, even the Wii U took, like, it didn't come out until six years after the Wii launched. Mm -hmm. So, like, if we take Switch's launch in 2017 and, you know, transpire that six years, then 2023 at the earliest. Yeah, I I do think we're at least a couple years out. And I think they learned a a big lesson from the new Nintendo 3DS, because only two games were required for it. And the, the upgrades, it was just like a little bit bigger. And I don't think it sold crazy well. I think everyone, like people weren't upgrading from their 3DSs to that. Uh, as far as yeah. I remember from numbers that I had saw previously. I never upgraded my 3DS. Yeah. Nah. Not, my old I did because I'm an idiot. But I, <laughs> I had the original 3DS and I specifically, I wanted to play Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the two games that you needed it for. So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll, I'll upgrade. Um, but it wasn't like a huge success. There aren't people talking about, you know, how like the PS4 pro and the Xbox one X were kind of like bigger, more important upgrades. I don't think Nintendo would do a big upgrade like that. I think they would, if they were going to do any sort of like, okay, the next model is 4k capable. It would be a whole new thing. And they would re- yeah. rework the internals of it and have new cartridges or whatever. I guess no. I think they would keep the same cartridges. Yeah, I don't think they should. They shouldn't change the cartridges. I, I think it'll, it, but it'll, yeah, it'll be the same style of cartridge, but it'll be like, okay, you can play kind of like yeah, that, how every every Nintendo console before the Switch or recently, basically from GameCube to Wii U, it was like, okay, GameCube games could be played on the Wii, but not the other way. Yes. Around. Wii games could be played on the Wii U, but not backwards. So I think they'll do that again. And they did it yeah. with like Game Boy to Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance, where it's like, oh, the one behind always worked on the next one. I think that's what they'll do. Yeah, with this, the it'll next be Switch. backward backwards compatible, but not forwards compatible. Exactly. That's where I'm landing. Because like, how yeah. many times are we seeing like? I feel like we're on an every other week cycle where we see, oh, we're seeing rumors that there's going to be a new Switch, and then Nintendo says, no, there's not going to be a new Switch. <laughs> like that happens. It's happening like every other week at this point. But that's the thing. Is like. They're denying it because they're making it. Oh my god, <laughs> you're part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm kind of with Jeff on this one. I think it's going to be like a next system because yeah, it'd be dumb at this point to. Like, it's working for them, and I think they even said last year like they are they kind of view the switch as it's already in the middle of its life cycle. Hmm. That means they still got like another three or four years. They think of it still being this good of a sell. How many years into the PS4 before we got the PS4 Pro? Do you guys know off the top of your head? I, believe I, don't, I didn't have a PS4. It was four. It was four years? Yeah, I think right. the PS4 came out in 2012, and the PS4 Pro came out in 2016. Okay. All right, yeah, that makes sense then. Uh... I'm just I I googled when did PS4 Pro release November 10th that does not help me <laughs> 2016 yeah okay so it was okay. four years later okay so like yeah I don't know we are out of that oh, no, basically it, it was three years later oh the, the, P, 
the PS4 came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was announced in 2012. Yeah. But Sony has different priorities than Nintendo. That's very true. You know, Sony and Microsoft very much care about the, you know, top quality graphics and the 4Ks and the 60s and all that. And whereas Nintendo, at least so far with their with like their model releases, like the Switch Lite and the 2DS, are more about accessibility I've... and like catering to the young child crowd. Yeah, and I feel like Nintendo's perspective on like advancing technology is the equivalent of like a 50-year-old non-tech savvy couple. Like like imagine like an aunt or an uncle that you know that's not tech savvy. What TV do they have? They they have like uh like a plasma flat screen that's like 32 inches, you know. They're not they're not up to date with the 4Ks whereas Sony and Microsoft are like they're pushing. Jeff, did, you, did you just use my parents as an example? No, I was actually thinking of another uncle that's like, that we have, but that is what like your parents legit, have. Legit, yeah, that's what they do. I gave them my forty-two inch old one as a as like a gift, and they still haven't set it up. Yeah, whereas like Microsoft and Sony are thinking more so of the the people that like to stay on the new edge of technology and have four K TVs and whatnot. Whereas Nintendo's like your dad, like like my fucking dad who has like an eighty inch. Uh, OLED screen plastered to the side of his uh, house, or not the side <laughs> of his house. Uh, anyways, wouldn't uh, surprise me. But yeah, it's you know that's kind of what they're shooting for. They're shooting for the <coughs> the average consumer, not the the people like us who want the highest end specs. And the average consumer is still using a 1080p like 36 inch TV. You know. I I don't think the average consumer still has a 1080p TV. I hmm, I think you'd be surprised. Well, it depends what age group do we think the average is. Uh, I don't know, mid 30s. What percentage of people? All right, let's say. Uh, U.S. people <laughs> own a 4K TV. Yeah, because like thirty-one percent of U.S. television households have a four K TV. Derek, thirty-one percent. That's that's actually bigger than I thought it was going to be. So, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's still not very high of a a number, you know. It's still like four K still isn't like the normal for the normal household. As far as yeah, I know, maybe five years from now, probably. But yeah. right now, no. And and in five years, maybe then Nintendo says like, "Oh, let's upgrade the Switch." Yeah, once you it's know? the normal, that's when that's what Nintendo will do. Yeah, like Nintendo only upgraded the Wii to the Wii U to 1080p, like you know, ten years after everyone else had done it. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> the Switch doesn't even continue like consistently do 1080p. So it, yeah, doesn't it? Like, I think our argument yeah, is most something? of the time, most of the time, 720 docked or less. Yeah, yeah. or not not docked, handheld. Also, like modern consoles, also dip below 1080p regularly. Like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but... we, we all know Nintendo. Like Nintendo has never been big on keeping super modern. Like Andrew and I were just talking the other day. We didn't put it in the news because we forgot to put the link in there. But Nintendo just re-upped their uh, online system. And supp- yes. <laughs> oh yeah, because it was running after, off of Windows 98. Uh, there was code soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Splatoon would check to see if you're using Windows 98. So it's they just incredible. got around to slightly modernizing their online service. Specifically, the first game to use is going to be Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, it's not going to affect any currently running 
like games like Smash Ultimate or Mario Kart or anything. But like, so that kind of shows like they're not too concerned about putting out a pro, I think, but eventually they're going to have to keep up with technology. Mm. It'll just be, like, you know, three or four years later than they probably should have. Yeah, yeah. they'll eventually do it, but it, like Jeff said, it's not their major priority. All right, let's stop talking about this Switch Pro. That's not happening. Uh, I mean, you guys are the ones who are talking about it. I, I barely said anything. <laughs> You're the worst. All right. Uh, anyone familiar with that game Battleborn that was made by Gearbox? Ooh. I read about it in Game Informer like many, many years ago. Well, that was about it. it's yes. shut down for good, uh, which is a little bit sad. Uh, it was yeah. basically trying to compete with overwatch it came out around isn't it a little bit before or is it a little yeah no it was a little bit after overwatch was it after i think so um and they just like it it couldn't compete because it like it didn't have the like the goliath of blizzard behind it you know it was what was it 2k and gearbox and it's just like they were trying to do similar things they were like hero arena shooters well, they were they were very different. Mm. Like, because I, I I played I I was interested in both, and I played the betas for both, and I really liked Overwatch, and I, and but Battleborn like they like obviously they were both character based first person shooters, mm-hmm. um, but Battleborn was like PVE focused. Mm. Okay, uh, I never actually like, played it. There was, okay, so, there was, okay. I think there was a PVP mode and a PVE mode, and the PVE mode was kind of cool, but like the game just wasn't like as polished as something like Overwatch, like like you said, Jeff. Like they weren't Blizzard, so they didn't put out like a flawless product. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, Battleborn initially released May third, two thousand sixteen. Overwatch May twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so Battleborn was out a couple weeks before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, want... the same the same launch window. Yeah. I want to say Battleborn got like sixties all around. Score yeah, it's wise. average rating on Steam is six out of ten. Ooh. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's like it was a subpar game that was trying to do this some this a similar thing to Overwatch, which yeah. was getting tens nearly across the board, nines and tens. Right. People mm-hmm. love Overwatch. People still play Overwatch. Um. So I wish like, we still played Overwatch. It just didn't have a chance, you know? Uh, and so, like, if no one's playing it, it makes sense to shut the servers down. But for, like, historical purposes, it's weird. Unless someone does some back-end work to ever, like, get weird servers up, like, this game won't be able to be played ever again. Because there is no single-player thing. It was all, all online and through yeah. servers. So... I don't know. Whenever something like this happens, it's always weird to me because it's like, okay, now this is going to be lost to history unless someone puts in an insane amount of effort to, I don't know, somehow encapsulate it in a in a con- contained experience in like a PC in a museum. You know, it's just but, it's weird. Yeah, and it's why people I think too have been pushing for games to have the ability to like every multiplayer game should have the ability to have dedicated servers. Hmm. Like, and and obviously companies Smash! don't sorry want that because yeah like obviously like com- companies don't want to do that because then they are not in control of the, like the longevity of their games and and you know like 
if Smash Ultimate had dedicated servers, no one would ever need to buy a new Smash game ever again because you could just play with these uh, your friends on on the dedicated servers they run and yeah i mean like, that's what's happening with melee with slipply it's having like a resurgence and new people are starting to play melee which is a 20 year old game right. because yeah. people finally came up with their own servers on pc for it and they added yeah. a new character you can play as wolf in melee <laughs> apparently yeah, he's kind busted. Of awesome, actually like it's great like that's what companies don't want to happen right like but yeah I mean, Battleborn, I don't think anyone's going to miss it. I don't think. That's but I, sure. I do see what you're saying, Jeff, where it's like. like evidently, it did have its, like, it, it had a loyal fan base, but I guess it's not has, enough to every, the company to weren't. Every game on. has its its handful of players, you know, but. Hmm. It, it's like, what, what game, there are no games before, like, the 360 PS3 Wii generation that, like, <clears throat> you can't go back and play. Hmm. Like, somewhere there's a physical copy or somewhere someone has it stored in like in a rom file but like i can't go back and play the like uh like shadow i think shadow run was like one of the first like online only game i can't go back and play that because yeah like there's no servers for it anymore and like that's kind of i don't know it's it's yeah it's like a modern problem that we don't have a modern solution to yet so there mean, is a modern solution to it, I guess. Yeah, there are times where, like, I've seen games shut down and the the developers or whatever hand over keys to fans and say, okay, you guys can run this, we're done. Yeah, uh, like, right, there are right. examples of that out there. and But, like, it's a shame that more of them don't do that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this is our property. This is how we made money. So you can't enjoy it if we're not making money anymore. Even though there is that dedicated fan base, like you were saying, Adam, where like there's I don't know a hundred people who would like keep that game living, but I I think like living proof is is like the Master Chief Collection. Like <clears throat> if if they never made the Master Chief Collection and the Halo Three servers were still online, people would still be playing Halo Three. Like yeah. th- they specifically turned it off because they were coming out with this like modern. You know they're gonna make have this come out and, and do this. I think if, if, if this was never coming out, I don't know if Microsoft ever would have actually turned it off. Mm. Cause it was still like relatively popular for coming out like so many years ago. I remember the news story of when they were shutting down the halo two servers. Mm-hmm. And as long as you stayed connected to the server, like you could keep playing. So there was like there was a small group of people, and every once in a while, like one would lose power or something, or like, yeah, their yeah. Xbox would overheat and shut off. So like the player count was just dropping slowly until there's just no more players on the Halo Two server, and you just couldn't log back in. Uh, sad day. It took a couple. It took like almost a week, I think. Right? Yeah, it took a, like yeah. I think it was a couple of weeks before. Yeah, it was fully shut down. But anyways, uh, rest in peace, Battleborn. We hardly knew you. <laughs> All right. Speaking of more shutdowns, uh, who who had February 2021 for the beginning of the end of Google Stadia? Anyone? Anyone say February? Uh, I don't I, think so. Why wasn't that on our bingo? <laughs> our bingo card at the end. No one predicted. Google, Google Stadia will shut have, down in one week. <laughs> Oh, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. So obviously, Google Stadia, the service is not shutting down. However, Google Stadia has officially shut down its internal studios. 
so they are not making their own games anymore, which is like a big part of their whole announcement uh, presentation that they did. We're like, yeah, we're buying developers. We're we're creating teams to make games specifically for Stadia. No, that's not happening anymore. Oh, uh, we know yeah. how much. Well, we knew how it was starting out, and it was not off to a fantastic start. Yeah, uh, around 150 employees are losing their jobs, but Google says that they're trying to move them around within Google to do other things. But like, if you're a game developer and that's what you want to do, and then they're like, oh, go work on the coding for Google Calendar fucking cool thanks yeah, make us a mobile game yeah uh so yeah this really sucks i don't but like i'm not surprised google is notorious for just dropping support for things as soon as they lose interest in it yeah and i think it's been collectively agreed upon that uh the service model that they're trying to do with stadia is not what people want from streaming games like if you have to pay full price for a game you want you want to own it as opposed to like be renting it. And then one day when Google Stadia inevitably shuts off, you just don't have access to the game and all that money you spend is just gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit sketchy. So I don't know. Do you, do you guys kind of agree with me that this is the beginning of the end of Google Stadia? Mm, maybe. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if people use it, that's one, I'm not sure like what their usership numbers are. Like, for all I know, it's popular people to use, but like at least one. Yeah, we know of one. Yep. <laughs> also, we have an unopened Google Stadia here <laughs> yeah. uh, that you're supposed to get at some point, Derek. But at this point, I'm thinking maybe we should just leave it in the package and see where life takes us. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Fucking Thirty later. years from now, in an auction, we have this fucking mint inbox Google Stadia, Google Stadia. <laughs> with a shitty Chromecast and this weird controller. <laughs> Because it's it's not even anything. It's just a Chromecast and the controller. It's not like, you know, we it's like a to... console or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't expect. Do you guys think Google Stadia will still be running by the end of 2021 as a service? Like the service itself? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think we'll survive for a little bit. I think yeah, they'll probably still try and make a quick buck by you know bringing games to their service for a while but in terms of their internal development you know ripperoni at least amazon tried yeah that's true with the luna yeah it I is, think... it's just very telling about how like these corporations or like the big the corporations that didn't you know start in video games mm. and are just kind of trying to hop on the trend now like the, their mindset towards it are, is kind of flawed in that like they're clearly not approaching the space with any sort of dedication or love. They're just like, oh, well, this is where the money is, so we want to make money with it. So, like, the second that their, you know, subpar service doesn't, doesn't you know, live up to their expectations, then they bail. Yeah. They, like, they should have bought, a, like, Amazon should have bought a studio. Or, right. or like, like that's, you know, like, it was like Microsoft didn't, when Microsoft got into the gaming space, like they didn't, they built a console, obviously, like that was big, but like they also worked with studios, outside studios first before like, before making their own. Yeah. Like they worked with people like studios on w to get games for windows. Like, like I don't know, Bungie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like Google should have worked with studios 
which they kind of were doing. Like they should have worked with studios first, getting stuff onto the, like their Chromecast, you know, and then announce. I don't know, you yeah. know. They I, never like, announced like this is a big game that you will only be able to play on Google Stadia. That never right. happened. They never, yeah, they didn't have their killer app. It's like here's a game that came out two years ago that you're gonna have to pay sixty dollars for again. Right. And right. if you don't have Wi-Fi, good luck. Yeah. I think they've got like maybe another two years in the pipeline because I'm sure there's games right now being developed that are also being developed for Stadia. So like they're clearly going to like come out and I'm sure they have some contracts with like, I know they have like a contract with Ubisoft and stuff that like will need to run out, but I, I could see maybe 2023 it just like those contracts not getting renewed and hmm. then just like the games available just trickling away. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Uh, all right. Let's talk about more uh, canceled things. So oh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I felt like it was back in 2015. It was after the first season of the Castlevania show and things were like, starting to go good for video game adaptations on netflix you know is the kind of the beginning of that uh and we were hearing rumors of a a live action zelda show on netflix and it was going to kind of be like the family friendly game of thrones but in the zelda universe and everyone's like all right all right i can get behind this, this is kind of cool well it turns out that was real and that nintendo decided to scrap it because someone at netflix leaked that information out and on top of that, yeah. Adam Conover was also apparently working on a stop-motion claymation Star Fox show. That sounds awesome. That what that I'm more, that sounds cooler to me than the Zelda show would have. Yeah. Uh, have either way. Yeah, I would have loved to have had either of those. But uh, man, Nintendo's so weird. I fucking, I'll go on record. I hate Nintendo. They're now my least favorite game company or developer whatsoever. Like, but you love their games, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I can also, at least with this stuff, I can see that I bet they probably have their reasons for doing this. And I bet it was because they were bad. You think it was more than just it getting leaked? They're like, this isn't going to work. Right. I don't know, dude. You see, but the, the problem with this is that we will never have any metric or scope of that and all we know is that they canceled it because it got leaked which is the most petty reason that they could possibly cancel it for well i mean it could be like they canceled it because it got leaked and people started talking about what they thought the show could be and that's not what the show was going to be and they realized that like that it was too late and they just needed to scrap it like that could have happened. I don't know, dude. I think it's pointless to speculate about what it could have been because it, we're clearly not getting yeah, it. I mean, like, yeah, there, there is like Derek's got a point. I mean, right now with what we know, it does sound like, oh, you know what? You ruined the surprise. So you know what? Fuck you. You can't have this. But yeah. you know, maybe he's right. Maybe it was. Oh shit! They want something that we didn't make. Uh, uh, just scrap it. Too yeah. late right now. I'm leaning I more feel like towards so Derek's many, thoughts on that. I feel like so many other developers, like modern developers, like if it got leaked, they'd be like. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> you know, like I feel like a lot yeah. of modern developers are just way more accepting that shit like this happens and like, you know, just embrace themselves like, and uh. Yeah, honestly, in today's day and age, like the leak is almost expected. Like I feel mm-hmm. most things are leaked to some extent before we ever even know they're legit. 
and I don't. I think with Ninten- like Nintendo, they're they're, they're a the kind weird of, fucking Japanese company. Yeah, like they're the kind of company that like if something is if something's not going the way they think it needs to go, they're they just want to get rid of it and like. I don't know. I I always think like it was weird when they announced they restarted Metro Prime Four because like that's not usually something they would talk about. That's usually something that like they would just no one you know would hide and and then like the game would come out and then like four years later we'd read this story about how actually it was rebooted halfway through development or something and like Nintendo didn't say anything or whatever and that's why it took six years to come out or I don't know but like. Yeah, like that. Nintendo just—they do stuff like that. Like, they rarely announce. How many Nintendo games do you know of that have been announced and canceled? You know, very few. Like, they like to keep everything under wraps until they know it's coming out, and especially right now, like we know this. Yeah, they don't announce games until they're coming out. Until they've come out, like the games come out, and then four days later they announce them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's where we're at with Nintendo now. Is we they're not telling us ahead of time about things. I think they were startled or a little bit scared by what happened with Metroid Prime Four. They took a chance, say we're gonna we're gonna announce this right as we're starting it, and now I think they're regretting it. Yeah, I mean, even th- that wasn't even like that was just the teaser wasn't much. It was just the tight like not even a title really, just Metroid, just a four. Like, that's different from saying like, oh, here's a peek at what we have so far, and then having to say six months later, yeah, we rebooted. Hmm. Like it would have been a lot worse if they had shown like an actual trailer with Samus or some gameplay, as opposed to just showing us that four. You yeah. know, for sure. I mean, I think in hindsight, if you go back and maybe look at that time period, I think the only reason they showed it is because they didn't have a lot to talk about. And yeah, so they needed to, like, they needed to get something big, have some hype. Yeah, mm. for sure. Which is why <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Pro. Uh, all right, let's. Okay, if, if it does come out, I think we need to Oderica Pizza or something. No. If it does come <laughs> no. out, then we all win. If it comes out That's this fair. year, if it comes out this year, I will buy Derek a calzone. How about that? All right, it's in. There it is. It's immortalized. If it comes out this year, you get a calzone from me. <laughs> all right let's keep this uh this cancel train going so apparently uh, tonight, huh? apparently there was a golden eye 007 remaster that was going to be released for uh the original xbox or no for the 360, 360 as an xbox yeah. live arcade game uh and, but that got canceled at some point um due to rights issues with the license but apparently the game was basically entirely done and has now leaked online so uh there's a youtuber by the name of graslu zero zero and they have um it would uh sorry possibly released in some form to the public in 2021 it appears the release has come very quickly yeah so he was like saying like hey i have this video of this thing and then he he released it I haven't actually seen the footage of it. Have you guys seen any of the footage of it? No, I didn't get around to watching it. I was just trying to find it, and I can't find anything. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it got 
taken down at some point just because you know they people don't like it when things they own that never actually came oh, out Jesus. uh are up on the <laughs> the internet um uh this video i just found is from november 2019 that says it's that oh here's one if you just go to google type in goldeneye 007 remastered it was uploaded six days ago and it's by that guy uh ah, nice so yeah uh, i mean it looks like it's that game and just a little bit more high res than it was actually quite a bit high res because it was an n64 game uh I'm a, I wonder if they had switched the controls to be like dual stick because that's never what it was. It's not what it was designed around. I would have think they would have had it, had it to. To some degree at least. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's just like a cool little thing that's again like would have been lost to history if this one guy didn't happen to to find yeah. it and playthrough and have an upload yeah the video is like over two hours long i have not a ton of memories of goldeneye i played it a bit as a kid i remember playing on the level with the the golden gun was in the toilet it was like a <laughs> urinal that's not the only thing i remember about goldeneye <laughs> i was pretty young when it was really popular it was like just out of my age range um but yeah it's just like another, another cool little fact thing or like a hidden gem that was unlocked and now the world has evidence yeah. of. Yeah. Nothing too crazy news wise for it, but still fun. Uh, all right. So we're getting even more video game Netflix things. Uh, they're making a TV show called or a Netflix show called Sonic Prime. It's a yeah. 3D animated series. Um. <laughs> being produced by Sega as well as Wild Brain Studios and Man of Action Entertainment and it will be premiering in 2022. So it's just a 3D Sonic the Hedgehog movie. This is like the modern 3D game Sonic model is the teaser image. So they're not like doing anything new with it. It's just like the current iteration of the Sonic model. Yeah. Do you think but not the Sonic Boom version? Not that one. Do I think that Ben Schwartz is going to do the voice? Is that what you're about to ask? No, I was going to say, do you think it's going to tie into the movie? Uh, I don't think so, because I know the movie's getting a sequel that's yeah, already in the works. Right. So I think that's going to be... That's slated for what? Also 2022? 20, April so. 2022 is the current uh, scheduled release date. Um, Yeah, I think it'll probably be its own thing. But do you think Jason Schwartz, not Jason Schwartz, that's a friend of ours that plays Frisbee. Uh, do you think Ben Schwartz will will be the voice? <laughs> Jason, oh, that's extra funny because of the voice of our friend Jason Schwartz. Because <laughs> his voice is very much like, oh yeah, let's go. I love chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go fast yeah he's like the most monotone person Emotion you'll ever list. meet in your life so oh my Can God. We, all right uh, you guys know what you have to do we have to get him to do sonic the hedgehog pitch, quotes for us pitch this to netflix <laughs> <laughs> sonic the hedgehog but he's very monotone and low energy <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. sorry uh, uh anyways do you think ben schwartz will do the voice of this sonic I don't think yes. they've ever they've announced it. You think so? 
I think so, yeah. I mean, he's going to be Sonic again in the movie. Roger Craig Smith just announced he's no longer the voice, so like, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. If if he's not going to be the voice, then Ben Schwartz is going to be the voice. Do you think like, Ben Schwartz will just be the voice of Sonic going forward in games and stuff, too? I Maybe. honestly hope so. I thought he did a really I good think, job. I think he, yeah, I think he was great as Sonic in the movie, but like, and I, th- I think there's two sides to this coin. The bad side being that I don't necessarily like that video games are trending towards like over celebritizing things. You know, like we have Norman Reedus and Vin Diesel and all of these guys being in video games now, uh, which is fine on the surface, but it also kind of pushes out some of the actors who have kind of grown themselves in the video game space. Um, but on the other side of that coin, Ben Schwartz is a fucking huge Sonic fan. And so I think that he like more than fits in that, in that role. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't say this is a sign of that, that kind of happening just cause like, just seeing how, oh, uh, like a list actors have like rigid, schedules that they have to stick to and like video game development is not uh super friendly to those schedules uh seeing how like at least three or four of the big actors that were in destiny have all been recast now uh because they can't like do the voice you know they can't do that kind of stuff like i ben schwartz uh as great and talented as he is he's not like an a-list actor I, i you know he certainly probably has time to to do the voice of sonic in a video game and then an animated show and mm. you know stuff like yeah. that it's but uh and that's fair but i i just fear that the industry is trying to trend towards that you know yeah well we'll see how it turns out i hope that ben uh continues to do the voice of sonic like we yeah. said i think he did a really good job Unless like Mark Wahlberg is announced as the next voice for Mario, that like I'm I'm not too worried. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just have your friend Jason Schwartz do Mario. Oh my god. (laughs) Wahoo! Let's go. (laughs) It's a me, Jason. Uh, All right, Derek. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Did you did you see the the trailer? Yeah. I watched the trailer. I read about the the kind of the upgrades they're making. Tell me about it. Tell me your thoughts. How are you feeling? Uh, before before you get before you really get into it, I just want to say that from someone who knows nothing about Mass Effect and really hasn't seen anything Mass Effect ever, the changes that they made seem pretty significant. Yeah, they more than I ever expected. Uh, I didn't. I don't. No, I didn't. I don't think it didn't look like they were making too many changes to two and three, mm-hmm. uh, like gameplay wise. But with one, uh, they're they're doing a decent amount. Um, like they're changing up how all like so in the first game, there's several like several different weapon types, and then each weapon type has like several different manufacturers, and each manufacturer was supposed to like behave differently, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're like um trying to make each manufacturer even more unique because in the end it t- they didn't feel all that different uh so that's kind of cool because that's like the the first game loot is kind of is, is a little more loot driven than 
the second and third game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, get, getting a new gun was kind of, like, important, and, like, looking at it and seeing, oh, is this something I want to use? Um, the, they're also, like, balancing, I think, some of the, like, the recoil, I don't know, so, some, the, one of the hard, like, I, and I know you played a little bit of one, Jeff, like... It's been a gameplay, long time, but I did at some point. It's, in, it's not the greatest third-person shooter ever made. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I recall that. It's it's pretty rough, and so it sounds like they're making slight enough changes to not just make it feel better, but also still like be true to the first game. Um, it's not like they're like completely stripping out like oh we're just gonna make it like the second and third game where like none of this stuff actually matters. Like they're just gonna like they're not doing that. They're like gonna try to keep it towards what the you know. The, they bioware meant for for the first game and then just improve it so it feels better to play and it feels better in in 2021 uh i think one of the other things they are doing is they're updating the physics for the mako thank god that's what what caused (laughs) me to stop playing the first one (laughs) so i'm curious to see how that actually comes through because yeah like the physics of the Mako, while like were weird and funny, it's not just like the way it handled that made the, those sections not fun. It was just like driving around in this thing wasn't fun. Mm. Uh, yes. And there's a reason why they like scrapped it for the next two games. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe with their fixes, it'll actually kind of be an enjoyable piece of the game. Maybe. Uh, the this reveal trailer that they release it looks so cool. Uh, it got me excited. Before I was like, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll play Mass Effect Legendary Edition, go through and play them. They're some of like the most well praised games of all times. Uh, but watching this, just the cinematic quality of like the way the game looks and just like the space epicness of it, mm, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. It looks it's, so cool. It's one of the greatest like sci fi universes ever created i think uh mm. i think it belongs up there with the likes of of star trek and um star wars as to kind of like the world it creates and uh yeah it's like it's so the best part about it is it's very character driven and it's the characters that like make the game the best and that's you can't i guess that's what excites me the most about this remake is you, the games can't you can't they're not changing the stories and the stories like are so good yeah um like yes the third one might have its controversial ending but the entire run up to that like i can't wait i'm so excited to play the game again and i'm like already starting to think about like ooh, do i want to do a vanguard playthrough on all three or do i want to maybe do a renegade playthrough do i want to like try to look up do i want to look up things that i misremember or do i want to just go in completely blind like reblinded, and like if i make a mistake like live with the mistake and see what happens and see what happens in the end of the game because like when i played the the first three originally like they they all the first two had already come out and so it was 
everyone I already knew what happened in the games. Like my friends were all talking about Mass Effect and like they were talking about what happened at the end of the game and I kind of just like got caught in it. And so like I knew at the like the ending of the second what that happened at the end of the second game. So I was like, "Oh no, like I'm going to look everything up so that I make the right choices." And then like in the third game I kind of went in blind, but like knew enough about the games to make the right choices or at least like what I felt were the right choices. And so I, I'm excited to now that I've forgotten that kind of stuff, like to see what happens. Like maybe I might make some mistakes in the in the second game, and it's going to carry over to the third game. Like a lot of people, I think, forget that. Like this was one of those first the first games where your progress, not your progression, but your your decisions in the first game carry over to the second and the third. So yeah. like everything matters. Everything you know that mistake you made that missed conversation in the first game has uh, penalties or, you know, stuff that happened, like affects stuff in the third game. And that's, I'm so excited to play it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to hop in and play these, especially because of how nice they look. Uh, I just looked up yeah. all three games on how long to beat. And on average, they're anywhere from like 20 to 35 hours per game. So it's not that daunting. I was expecting it to be like 60 to 80 hours per game. Uh, yeah. So they're much yeah. smaller than I was thinking. And there, I want to say you don't need to do everything to do what you need to do to like get the like the results you want like yeah. it's not like in order to get the best ending you have to do every single thing in each game like there's tons of i think the second one has like tons and tons of side quests that you can kind of just like skirt around as long as you're doing uh like the character the um what do they call the companion quests and stuff like that and mm -hmm. then i think the by the, th the third game it's all very much condensed better and you can do everything and it's like doesn't take that long, and you get like the full experience. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty pumped about this. Yeah, my interest is definitely peaked. Sweet. I am planning to uh, play Andromeda before they come out. God bless. Oh. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Well, this comes out May fourteenth. Yeah, so I've got some time. Are there any other a, a week after Resident Evil? I was gonna say, are there any other notable releases in that time frame? Yeah, a week after Resident, Resident Evil. Evil, week before Deathloop, um, which is four days before Biomutant. Decent what, amount. What do your guys take on Biomutant? We finally started to get like footage and a release date for it. Was anyone looking into it and have any thoughts? I plan on uh, playing it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. It just it looks interesting. Mm, I've heard that it like. like it blends like some Zelda gameplay with some like Dark Souls gameplay. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Yeah, I, I heard it's more like Devil like May Cry almost. Yeah, it I seems like a pretty cool fusion of different gameplay concepts, and I think conceptually, like with the with the world and the fucking like raccoon guy that you have with the sword, it seems like a pretty cool game. And it, it's made it, by like, THU Nordic, who yeah, uh, I, have a pretty good track record with Darksiders. And honestly, I, I saw I saw the character and I thought, huh, Master Shifu with a gun. I'm sold. Uh, did you know that you create your own character and then the one that they're showing is just like the one they created to show in all the trailers? Yeah, you you can make. Wait, there's, well, there's like six different like there's, races. There's a bunch I guess. Of, yeah, there's there's a bunch uh. of different races and classes. So like you make your own guy and he plays differently than anyone well, else's. I'm gonna yeah, make and, that fucking ninja raccoon. Yeah, you to make the one on the top of, of the box. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's some pretty cool looking things. Yeah, it uh, depends on what my options are. Yeah, supposedly, instead of just like 
picking a picking a look and then picking your stats like your look like how your character looks determines what your stats are yeah dark souls is like that too uh, so okay. i'm dark souls so i don't know uh i'm thinking i might wait and hear what you guys think about it i don't i just i'm watching trailers and i'm like i could love this and i could also think this is insanely boring and i just don't know yet so i'm, I'm definitely gonna wait and see how things turn out as it gets closer to the release yeah. of it. especially because sure it comes, comes out concept. like it comes out you know right after a few key releases like mass effect and death loop um and so resident it'll evil. probably be like a well i mean resident evil how long are we really expecting that to be yeah, I expect that to only be like a 10, 15 hour yeah. game, probably. Right. Yeah, or, it's not going to yeah, be crazy. Or less, you know? uh, like Derek, you said you beat seven in a day. Yeah. So. <laughs> <It was laughs> very quick. Yeah, so uh, I this, this will probably be like a wait for reviews kind of game. Like if it gets a seven, then probably pass. Yeah. Uh, side note, I think we should start to make a tab somewhere on the, on the Game Sharks dock where like it's like a must play for game of the year tab and us as uh game sharks can put games in there and say i think that the group needs to play this for game of the year discussion just because i'm getting overwhelmed with how many <laughs> games are coming out and release that it's like i kind of want to play this but i there's so many things to play i don't know like what i feel like i need to play so if we could create like a, a section for that and as soon as you play something you're like no 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 everyone needs to play this you put it down in that list. I mean, we could just uh, highlight the ones in the current list. That works too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like highlight it yellow and it's like, hey, maybe check this one out. Yeah. All right. That works for me. Um. All right. We have one more piece of news that we want to talk about. Uh, Andrew had brought this to my attention, uh, so I'll let you take the lead on this, but the headline of this article is, Ori Director Criticizes Developers for Overhyping Games with Lies and Deceptions. Yeah, so Thomas Mahler uh, from... He's the CEO of Moon Studios, the developer of Ori, Will of the Wisps, and Blind Forest. Uh, kind of went on a... You know, I want to say called out, but it's really more of a rant. <laughs> about uh, other big game developers, specifically calling out um, Sean Murray from No from No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games, and Peter Molyneux, uh, and also Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red, all that jazz. Basically, just accusing them of like of just straight up lying, which is a sentiment that has resonated with us for the last several months, I would say. Uh, but I think like so, it's I think it's good that. Um, that other developers are like like they have uh an averse um attitude to that mindset um of, of video game marketing but i think that the way that he went he goes about it in this article is pretty unprofessional um he basically he, he basically just like kind of like like I said, he rants about it. He goes like, "Oh well, they just they're just like you know fucking everybody, and they're all that." He specifically refers to them as snake oil salesmen, with Je which Jeff you had said earlier is a pretty uh pretty rough term. Yeah, it's pretty harsh in its meaning, like what he's getting at. <laughs> yeah, and so he's basically like just highlights all of the things that we've been saying about kind of CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk's marketing for the last couple of months, which is like they, you know, carefully crafted and curated these trailers to only show very specific parts of the game to make people want to buy it. And they were just short of saying, like he quote from the article says, they stopped just short, 
just short of outright saying that this thing would cure cancer. Um, and so he basically it, like is faulting big game developers for making games a fraction of what they hype it up to be, uh, which is obviously I agree with. Um, but I think that the fact that it is you know come to light in this article and the way that he kind of goes about saying it is pretty it's pretty iffy <laughs> like maybe he doesn't paint himself in a good light by doing it mm. but like to a degree he's not wrong he isn't wrong no he's not wrong in any sense i i just want that to be known yeah like i fully agree with what he's saying i just think it's funny how like kind of harsh he's being about it yeah a but bit, a bit but day. maybe there is room for that harshness because like you know like the corporations aren't going to be stopped you know, mm. like like CD Projekt Red is going to keep doing this and then just apologize, you know, for it. Like they're going to it's they're going to ask for forgiveness instead of just being better in the first place. Yeah. And we, yeah, people have been calling it out for a while, but yeah, it's not going to necessarily stop it because people still keep buying the games. Yeah. That's like Cyberpunk. they're still making a shit ton of money every time. Well, yeah, I didn't until, see Project... Until... Get Continue. the entire. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, hard to hard to tell when we can't see each other. But, yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't CD Projekt Red like make the money back just from the pre-orders? That's my, correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, until yeah, it works, they don't have to prove it's right because they made their money on pre-ordering. And until you know, big if, but until they, you know, outlaw pre-orders of games, you know, in a hypothetical scenario, that'll never uh, happen. Unfortunately, I know it. I know it will never happen. I honestly think it might be you know, beneficial to the scene. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, unless they had, unless they outlaw pre-orders of games, then this just will never come to, this will never happen. Like, mm. people are still going to market their games kind of scummily, and then everyone's going to pre-order them, and then they're going to make a shit ton of money. I don't know about you guys, but I very rarely pre-order games anymore. I don't nah. anymore, no. I think... Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I did. I I think I just pre-ordered uh um the Bravely Default 2 because like that's a game that I know I'm going to play and if I just pre-ordered it so that I wouldn't forget it's just going to show up at my door the day it comes out and yeah. like I don't pre I've never pre-ordered it And you got it game. on like Amazon, right? Exactly. So that's the thing it's like, oh, let me just like I know I'm going to buy that game. Let me just order it now so that it just shows up the day it comes out and I don't yeah. forget about it. Uh, and the good but, thing with Amazon is that it doesn't take the money out of your account until the day it ships. Yeah, so if reviews come out like a couple, which is the important thing, a couple days before, <laughs> and everyone's like, "This game sucks, do not buy it." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll cancel yeah. that." But I only do that for physical games. If I'm gonna get a digital game, there's I never pre-order it. Absolutely not. No, I wait until the day I'm gonna play it, and then in the morning I download it. Yeah, at most I'll like download it uh, one or two nights in advance. Yeah, you know, on like a like if I already have seen review scores and I already know I'm gonna play it. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think pre-ordering is dumb, but <laughs> it's not gonna it's not going to stop being a practice because it's so rooted in like game culture and it's how GameStop has stayed afloat, I guess. Mm. Or not. <laughs> well, at this point. <sighs> All right. Cool. That's the end of news uh let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll just talk about a lot about what games we've been playing lately should be pretty exciting
Okay, we are back, and we forgot to talk about an update uh, that Derek was excited to talk to us about. Derek, give us that update on the GameStop stock situation. How's that going? Are you a billionaire yet? No. The opposite? In fact, uh, well, I mean, I guess me personally, no, not the opposite. But uh, for quite a lot of people, I think the opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's it's like in a weird limbo, I think, right now. Um, obviously, I think the when we last talked, it was like way, way, way up. It was like in the 300s, I think. Mm-hmm. And after that, it kind of had just been like slowly, slowly... Uh, continuously dropping until Monday, where it just started dive bombing. Um, but uh, I think the most interesting thing is uh, today, or yes, today or yesterday, they announced uh, two new hires to the to like the GameStop executive staff. Um, one was a former Amazon AWS like. Uh, head engineer or something like that okay. and the other was uh, another like big chewy executive so they're definitely like making some big moves and uh while like the whole stock bubble thing it was has kind of been like the dominant well you know that's kind of dominated the news cycle uh about the company like they're, they're clearly starting to make some moves and um are trying to you know like bring gamestop into the the 21st century here um i think they're really going to try and make it a kind of like amazon competitor for video games which is kind of cool mm. so i've my mindset has changed from uh the initial mindset of hmm, maybe this could be a uh like a quick let's see what happens this could be a quick money maker too uh i actually kind of like the idea of holding stock in this company and am interested to see what they do in the future so um i i i i made what i my i kind of just made my money back and then have left the the rest of like what was left i have like a few shares and I'm gonna ride it out and see. Maybe it'll, it's gonna jump again. They're they're still talking that like it's not over and that it's gonna like rifle you know back up to the 500s again like this week or next week. Um, but if what not, the, I think, uh, what's the current price? Fifty dollars. Mm, okay. What? Are you, yeah. Do you remember what you bought yours at? Uh, sixty. All right. So it's now below where I originally had bought in. So, so what you're saying lost is money. it's time to buy in. Well, no, because I, I, I sold some when it was high to make my... I basically made my initial investment back. So anything... Oh, okay, yeah. And then you held yeah. on to... So you sold enough to get your initial investment, and now you're just kind of coasting, seeing yeah, what happens? So everything after now is just profit for me. <laughs> okay. He's so. doing it. He's playing the game. Yeah, I'm playing the stocks, boys. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just kind of interested to see what happens. Um, I, I kind of want to see where things go, and if it, you know, if it levels out pretty low, I might just kind of like maybe invest here and there as as the news comes out. Maybe maybe this company has a has a bright future ahead of it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, so next, I hopefully next week I'll have either a you know it's over kind of update for you guys, or maybe next or a week Tesla. will be. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe there'd be something crazy going on. Who knows? But right now, it's definitely leveled out, and the interest is kind of at least the like mainstream interest is is gone. People are still like thinking, or p- people are still hoping that the people, at least people that bought in during the hype when it was like pretty high, are hoping that they don't lose their money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I read o- over this past week that there are two movies and a Netflix show in production about <laughs> oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I ha- <laughs> yeah. Do you think those are going to go through at this point? Or do you think that was just like a of-the-moment hype thing? And then they're like, ah, maybe in second thought. This didn't end very interestingly. Let's let's can this. I think so, because I there's still like a pretty interesting, like just as interesting as, say, like, I don't know if you guys have seen The Big Short. Oh, yeah, that movie was uh, terrible. I hated that movie. <laughs> well, it's a very... I think it was well, like a well-received movie, critically. Was it? Oh, man, it's yeah. so up its own butt. I didn't like the fourth wall thing that they were doing. Anyway, yeah. that's a different but, thing. Uh, like that, like, nobody really... You didn't know, or at least, I, I don't know. I guess I was, like, 16 when it was happening, but... Uh, I yeah I don't know I I feel like there's there, there's some kind of like movie you can make out of this especially Netflix who likes to just pump out like random crap at, you know I can see this movie coming about in a month somehow because that's how fast they like pump out shitty movies. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there, there's still there's still a bunch of like legal proceedings going on the house the House of Representatives is still or I think the House is still like. Uh, doing like investigation and stuff like this because it's stuff or like stuff that went on because it's it's like it was unprecedented and it's kind of crazy what happened and there are people who did make millions of dollars from this so i i think uh and there are hedge funds that lost billions of dollars from it so i i can see something still coming out but i it's not going to win an oscar (laughs) well you heard it here first (laughs) The the Netflix uh, GameStop stock movie will not win an Oscar. <laughs> but will it win a game award? Maybe. All right, boys. What games have we been playing lately? Uh, obviously, I think there are two big ones here the, that are going to be discussed. I'm thinking maybe we should save those two for last. Uh, so, Adam, you want to go first and tell us what you've been playing? Anything new and interesting? Uh, I started playing Owlboy this week. Oh, cool. Oh. I've always wanted know. to play that and never committed to it. Yeah, my roommate uh, just sent me it on Steam for Christmas, so I just got around to playing it this week. It's pretty fun. Nice. It's like a Metroidvania, like, right? Uh, Ish. I'm not far enough in to really say much about it. Like, maybe. It, it's just, it's an indie game. It's pretty fun. It's got a very nice, calming soundtrack. Okay. But it's it's... I'm more like an hour or so ends. I can't say much, but so far it's really fun. Solid. Like, yeah. I think it's a 2D platformer. Is it? Is there's no Metroidvania properties? I, yeah, I don't to think it? there I, is. All right. I'm not getting a lot of like Metroidvania style stuff from it, but it's like you can kind of just fly around all you want. So it's even less of a platformer, really. But I don't know. It's kind of like its own weird little genre right now. I'm just going to say indie game. Okay. It's its own thing. Like it definitely probably draws inspiration from a lot of things, but I'm having a hard time just moving into one specific game genre. Hmm. It's just doing its own thing, but it's doing it very well. Nice. I'd been meaning to play it for a while, so got it as a gift. So now's the time to play it. We'll have updates as I continue. Cool. 
Anything else? League of Legends? More of that. Actually, Andrew and I just played my first game of Earth ever. What do you like think? An hour ago. Uh, that was nuts. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of it. It, it. League as a whole, I really only like playing the normal five-person summoners rift uh, competitive mode. But a lot of people really enjoy Earth and ARAM and all these super goofy fun modes. I mean, that's the like, point of playing video games is to have fun, right? Not League of Legends. It's not a video game, do you remember? <laughs> Earth and ARAM I would classify as like the true video game within League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like all of your abilities are on stupid cooldown. So what? I got a Lowie as my first Earth champion. Like Her W has almost no cooldown, so you just bop, bop, bop. Yeah, Earth is a version of League of Legends where it is just pure fun, and you can turn your brain off and, you know fucking it's like there's collective like 80 play. kills by like 10 minutes in and it's just it's a shitstorm. Yeah, it's fun games take 15 minutes it's it's a good time it's a nice palate cleanser from the fucking anxiety inducing yeah and like no one's flaming know, each other no one's no one's claiming play. like oh my god why are you feeding because everybody's feeding that's how earth goes <laughs> you know so yeah it, it was a nice little break of being told i suck at the game and i should never play it I'm telling you dude just turn chat off yeah change, change your life, your life. <laughs> it will all I right. keep meaning to do it. I keep forgetting to. All right, You're so that's it for you, Adam? Uh, Yeah, back at school. Yeah. I haven't really started a bunch of new things. Understandable. Andrew, what do you got? Um, Well, I, as of yesterday, have finished Cyber Shadow, so uh, expect my review of that, hopefully in the next couple of days. Cool. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of insight, or do you kind of want to leave it all for your review? Um, well, I actually already wrote, I, I put up a small review on the GG app. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, for those who don't know, the other, uh, it has to have been a couple of months at this point. Um, uh, it's been about a month, I think. It, I think, because it was, it was definitely before the new year. Was it? Yeah, because I remember happened. making a most anticipated list. Oh. Um, but it's basically like this super obscure, um, almost gaming focused social media app where you can like search up a game and you can write reviews for it at it like like you can set your play status on it so you can say I've, i'm playing this or i want to play this or i've beaten it i've completed it i've abandoned it you know uh and so you can make lists of games and it's like a really cool fucking way to just kind of categorize and keep track of the games that you are playing and have played uh and so i I'm trying to be more, a little more involved with it, um, so I left a small review on that. Nice. I'm, um, I just tried to open my app and read it, but it, it's not. Yeah, mine currently. was down too. Ripperoni. Um, but for as for Cyber Shadow, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, I never played, I never played Ninja Gaiden, but um, it seems like a faithful recreation of those. Uh, the, I'll say it is a better recreation of it than Messenger was because the Messenger tried to take its own spin on it. Hmm. So, uh, like, as a pure, like, action platformer, it is better than The Messenger, but The Messenger is maybe more of a um, refined game. Gotcha. Uh, and it's obviously, you know, super stylized, super cool, pixel art, chiptune stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a Game of the Year contender, but it does have some really cool areas that it shines. Okay. So Cool. If, I you, do if you plan find time, on playing it. then yeah. Yeah, if you find the time, then yeah. But if it's crunch time, then 
probably pick something else. It's on Game Pass, so I will at least play some of it because it's I don't have to pay anything, you know? Yeah, I at least want to get in there and try it. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty brutal in terms of difficulty, though, so be prepared. Yeah, that is what I've heard. Um, I have played the original Ninja Gaiden, and I I think I've only gotten like two or three levels into that game. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, so. it is. it was pretty difficult. There were like a couple times where I was just kind of running through the same section for an hour straight. Damn. Yep, that's... That is a true recreation, then. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, like we said, League of Legends, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and other than that, uh, I did start playing The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Mm. Because oh. uh, what Adam and I kind of talked about and decided that we we're going to do is similar to what I'm doing with Assassin's Creed, where I'm playing through the whole series in order uh, and then doing episodes on them. We're going to do that with a Zelda series. But instead of playing them in release order, we're going to play them in timeline order because that's always something I've wanted to do. Um, and I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, at the end of it, we'll be able to say that we have played every Zelda game, which is something that I can't say at this moment. And so it'll cross like a, like a, a you know, cross it off of my gaming bucket list, I guess. Mm. The problem is, what do, what do we get, what happens when we get to the three-way timeline split? We just go left them. or right. Yeah, choose. <laughs> yeah, we just we just pick a timeline and then, and well, then play okay, this game. I, I vote for whichever timeline has Wind Waker in it. That's Adam the... will get there when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the far right. Anyways, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, for now, playing through Skyward Sword. Uh, I'm a couple hours in, so um, it's definitely it's. I'll say it's weird so far because it, you know the motion controls are re- are required, but. I have it set up in my bedroom, so I like to play games in my bedroom, like just lying down, and I really can't do that mm. with this game. So I kind of have to either commit to like being sitting up and play it, or just like be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I was considering hopping on and doing this with you, but uh, yeah, anyone, either you, anyone listening, is absolutely welcome to, to you know, hop in at any point, really, because I know you were saying you might not even have a way to play it at this moment. I do have a way to play Skyward Sword. I have the game in my basement as well as a Wii U, okay. so I, I could hook it all up and play it. My only thing is uh, there's so many games that I'm playing for either this podcast or another podcast or for like stuff that I'm planning on reviewing. It's just I have so many things to play that adding yeah. onto the list another thing that I will feel obligated to have to play. Uh, I just I don't know if I can handle it, especially because I'm... I, before we started the podcast, I was never one to juggle games. I would always focus one single game at a time. Mm-hmm. But now with like yeah. the book club and like big releases for game of the year discussion coming out at similar times, I'm I'm juggling games in a way I never have before. So yeah, I think the thing that would like if if there's still a point for you to hop on, then it would be that there is no time limit for this. Like we it's just mm. whenever whenever the two of us happen to be done and find a day to record the episode, then then that's it. Like the only reason Derek and I haven't recorded Assassin's Creed Revelations yet is because like every week something comes up and like one of us <laughs> one of us is busy or just not feeling good. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a little side series, no no set timelines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll probably hop on like per game based on like all right, what game is currently out? Or what games exactly. are out? How do like I have easy a... access to this Zelda game? Do I have yeah, I played it? Do like... I want to play it? Yeah, exactly. So anyone, yeah, anyone, you, Derek, Tcon, anyone who's free to to kind of yeah. hop in whenever. 
Um, I, but I, I believe the, the goal right now is for at least Adam and I to play through the whole series. Whew. Nice. I, would, I think that's I would, an admirable I would definitely goal. be interested in hopping in on some of the ones maybe I haven't played, uh, like Zelda 2. Or, yeah, uh, right. Oracle of Ages and season stuff like that. Like, and I think I think a fun one too is like I think we should all play Wind Waker again. Oh, I, yeah. I'm absolutely gonna play Wind yeah. Waker when you get around and, to that. <laughs> even even before I decided to do this, I was like, man, I kind of want to replay Wind Waker right now because I love it. Uh, I'm just and, waiting and even for before the... that. I was considering like, hey, why don't we do a, like a, just an episode on Wind Waker because we love it so much and we've never really okay. like like we've 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 danced around it every now and then every time we bring it up but like we've never really like truly gone into the nitty-gritty of that game and like mm. what makes it really really cool yeah uh i've i just plan on replaying it when it inevitably gets released for the switch that was yeah, always my right, plan right. uh but i mean this could be the year it's the 35th anniversary that's true yeah uh, cool so is, is that it for you andrew yep that's it for me i haven't played uh much of anything i've had to deal with life shit and league of legends mm and league of legends so, uh-huh. uh i finally started the medium i nice. haven't i haven't put a ton of time into it yet uh it's not what i was expecting i don't know what i was expecting um being the first xbox series x exclusive game i think i was more so experiencing like a higher quality product but there's it's a lot of PC. There's a lot of technical issues with this game. First off, the character models look like uh, like later end PS3 character models. Like they are not great. Very stiff, very like clunky motions and animations and whatnot. The game's constantly dropping frames, which uh is a little bit on your Series X. Yeah. So mm. that's a little sad. It's like It'll just be regular gameplay, regular cutscenes, and you can just see like big frame rate dips yeah. constantly. From what I've heard, it's not just like uh, um, a like Series X issue. Like even people playing the game with like a thirty ninety are experiencing issues. And oh I think really? It's it's the underlying technology. It's like the underlying just tech of the game, and I think it's just like not super polished. Yeah, it, that that sucks. Um, so the whole thing where it's doing, where it's like splitting the screen is interesting. Uh, I don't know how much you guys know about this game, but basically you're playing as this character. Uh, I forgot her name or Marianne is her name. Uh, and she's a medium and she can like connect to the spirit world. So basically what happens is you go to these locations and it's a like, that connect that location has a strong connection to the spirit world and the screen will split in two and on the left side is marianne in the normal world and on the right side is marianne in the spirit world and the character models are doing the exact same thing they're mirrored but they're running two separate worlds and that's the that's the whole gimmick of this game is and when they were promoting it, it's like oh the technology of this game it's look at we're running two simultaneous game worlds at the at the same time and it's like yeah it's cool and it works uh, I found myself, it's very hard to pay attention. Like I find myself just tunnel visioning on one of them at a time. Cause it's hard to focus on two things at the same time. Um, but like technically the idea is cool. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was having a lot of frame rate issues and just, it just the character models look bad. I'm not a big fan of the main characters voice acting either. 
it just it's something seems off about it like the person recording it didn't really know anything about it yeah like didn't have any direction yeah just like all right just read these lines maybe like sound a little confused and maybe mysterious i don't know so um that's all i got really so far it's it's like uh the other thing i didn't know about it is that it's like resident evil one and two locked cameras like you walk into a room and the camera is fixed on like a corner in the wall and and then so you like walk through that screen and then you walk into another room and the camera is just like there so it's not like following you there's like instances where you're walking down long corridors where the camera will follow behind you um but for the most part the camera angles are locked like in resident evil games i haven't run into any villains i don't know if there's any combat or anything i think it's mostly just a spooky puzzle game as far as I can tell, but we'll see as it goes on if there are any like sort of encounters or anything. I didn't look up anything about this game before going into it, um, so I don't know. Yeah, it it feels a little bit clunky. So, like the turnaround animations are super sluggish. There's like these really big areas that you have to run across, and she moves very slow. So they'll just spend like a minute to a minute and a half. Just okay, I got the thing I needed to open the door. I guess I'll just slowly jog back to where I need to be. And it just takes really long. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's so far, I'm pretty lukewarm on it, but we'll see where it goes. as like more, I'm hoping it does more interesting puzzle stuff with the, the dual mechanic, because there are instances where um, I think the prime example that they were showing off in the like initial trailers is there's like a staircase. And in, in the real world there, the staircase is broken, but in the spirit world, the staircase is, completed so you have to find a way to get up the staircase uh you end up taking an elevator instead but uh (laughs) there's you're allowed to like fully invest in the spirit world version and you can run around and your the person or your version in the real world stays in place but you can only do that for so long so that's part of the the puzzle solving and whatnot but yeah we'll see where it takes me um apparently it's not a super long game it's like 10 12 hours uh hopefully i don't know when i'm gonna get that done i've been really busy lately i have a pretty busy weekend coming up and then i'm going on vacation for a couple weeks so i won't be able to play it then but as soon as i finish that i will have a review up on the site for it um but that's it for me besides uh the big persona uh thing i want to have but derek you why don't you go first talk about whatever you've been playing that's new or exciting and then if once you're done with that, you can go right into your uh, requested Assassin's Creed Valhalla rant. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, besides Assassin's Creed, um, I have been playing a little more Hitman 3. Uh, nice. Yeah. The the more I play it, the more I'm, like, starting to figure out the, like, sandbox. And um, I think my only... Like, the only, like, small thing so far is that because I haven't played the rest of the games, I don't... I'm still learning how the game... Like, the logic of the game works. Um, Like, I think compared to... I mean, the last time I played a Hitman game was, like, Xbox 360 era. So it's, like, been a really long time. Um, And so, like, the sandbox can be a little overwhelming. Um, Like, I just did a... The, the last mission I d- did just was basically like find the people and <laughs> you don't 
you don't know who they are. You just know there's multiple of them in the area. And I walked around for a solid like 30 minutes before I found one. But I also was like, whoa, this place I'm in is so cool. Like I was I wasn't just it wasn't like I was lost like trying to find him i was lost in the the world and i was like i was you're like in a club and i was like oh like where's the club at and like i'm like trying to find the club and i'm just like exploring everywhere and because i did that i like found a bunch of stuff and then when i finally found the guys i was like ooh, okay i just found this screwdriver like all right uh there's an outlet over here and he keeps walking past this outlet and there's a puddle of water like i can electrocute him and so like that is really cool but it was a little like i was starting to get like okay i don't really know what i'm supposed to be doing like do i like i thought i felt like i missed something and then it was like oh i found one and then eventually i found the other four like not long after and it was like okay so yeah it's it's pretty it's really really cool um i'm starting to lean more towards the like this could maybe be a game of the year contender but i i want to finish like the campaign itself and then i'm gonna i'm probably gonna try to like replay each mission a couple times to see like because the game thrives off its replayability and uh if that if that is good then maybe i might have to recommend it but okay. it's been pretty good so far i've been liking it a lot Sweet. I I wish I hadn't taken so long to I wish I had played the the original and like could have been really really excited for this game you know mm. um yeah I I will probably end up playing because you can play the original that or because you can play the first game and the second game in the third game I may end up uh, I think I got the first game for free because I bought it off Epic Game Store um because I bought three off it. So I might buy the second game just so I can play through all those levels as well and like try it out. But yeah, I'm liking it a lot. More oh. than I thought I would. I like it. I, I want to uh, play it real bad. It's just one of those things where it's like, I it's something yeah, I'll get to eventually. Yeah, get, eventually this year, like sit down and play it. Mm. It'll be like two weeks from now, or middle of December, we're like, hey, guys... Game Awards are in two weeks. <laughs> go play Hitman. <laughs> go, go play Hitman Three. I mean, put down Breath of like, the Wild too. God damn it! Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It came out too late. It's not within the. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be awful? If it All came right. out too late. Yeah, like because so we're like we really want to play it, but there's also like so many other games we might have to be playing. <laughs> yeah, it comes out December twentieth, and it's like a yeah. hundred hour game, and we have to play through it before before we can talk about game of the year. Uh, anyway, so then I picked up uh, the one of the PS exclusives that was touted in all those uh, PlayStation reveals, Destruction All-Stars. Oh, so oh, you did, did you play try it? it out? Yeah, I did. I did. I downloaded it uh, Tuesday morning when it when it was released. Um, the I am glad they made it a PS Plus game. Yeah, <laughs> that, I've heard uh, that a lot. Yeah. It's super fun so far. Like I've played a, a few matches, and I really like the kind of game that it is. Uh, it's fun to just like play a match and then like go do something else because it doesn't take very long. Um, but yeah, I don't see how this game could have been worth seventy dollars. 
Isn't that the uh, crazy thing? It was going to be $70 for a game that's like a similar style to Rocket League. Obviously, it's not doing the same thing, but it's that same yeah. vein, you know? Right. Like, it's just like this arcadey multiplayer game that, like, doesn't have a ton of actual content to it. It's more about, like, its replayability. Yeah. Like, I hope they keep it free for long too because if they don't i could see the player base kind of like dropping off a mm-hmm. little bit but um i think you get like th- there's there's like the multiplayer and then there's like the challenge mode i haven't done the challenge mode yet uh but that's supposed to be pretty interesting i think too like there's like ob- objectives and stuff you do and then like you do like a head-to-head battle but the thing that worries me is i think you have to pay real money for the challenge modes oh weird and, and so i don't know I, I don't know. It just it says it requires a currency. You get like one for free, like the first one, and then it says the other two are like require currency that I haven't earned yet. So I don't know if it's I just haven't played the right mode to earn the currency, or if they're doing like a thing where like one is free for a while, and the other two you like have to buy like a season pass kind of thing. I don't really know. Hmm. Uh, I feel like more details will come as like the game moves on. I'm sure it's gonna have like a seasonal system and all this stuff, but. Yeah, I, this seemed like it could have been a cool free-to-play game that like came out with like you know you had like six characters to start with, and then every you know every season a new character comes out, and they could have made this like a nice long-term game, but instead for some reason they just developed the whole thing, and then like I don't know what they're gonna do with it to keep people playing. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Hmm. <laughs> maybe they maybe that wasn't the plan. I, like I don't know. I don't know. It's fun. I won a match, which I was pretty surprised. I thought I was never going to win one. And there you then, go. Like, my fourth match, I won. And I was like, holy crap. Because, like, people were somehow already really, really good. <laughs> hmm. uh, but, yeah, it's fun. The, there's so many characters. Like, the, I think the thing that's going to keep me engaged the most is there's so many different characters that, like, I want to try every character out um, and see, like, what one is, I guess, the one for me to, to play as. I can yeah. see myself playing this uh, for a little bit. Hmm. So, cool. I'll have to hop in and play yeah. a couple with you because, yeah, like you too. said, it's free. We, we yeah, right. It's free. It. Download it. I will make sure that I do that. Uh, and then I <laughs> have been playing. <laughs> now that I'm done with Assassin's Creed, I was able to dive back into Demon Souls. Ah. Uh, so I just finished my first Arch Demon. Ooh. Uh, I the the Dragon God. Yep. Um, and then now, where am I now? Uh, I, I'm about. I got to the man eaters, and so I have to do oh, the man eaters. Um, I when I got to the man eaters, I specifically had to stop, grind, and learn magic. Like so, I because you did that, because you said that on the podcast, I immediately like the next time I played, learned magic, and okay, yeah. w- was basically able to cheese both the. Ad, uh, educator and uh oh the educator the well i don't know the the swamp monster guy i don't remember what he was called yeah which and one is the educator four one that's uh yeah that's four one okay so yeah four one five one and and then i made the fight against the uh the flame lurker like extremely trivial for some like yeah I just rolled and casted magic at him, rolled and casted magic, and I was like, I've never, why have I never used magic in a Dark Souls game before? In a Souls yeah, game right? Before? Like, it so, breaks it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, and Demon Souls especially is like the worst defender of it. Right, and I like it makes like the, the after playing it for now for like I think you know like twelve hours in, I can see why like this game it, where it's similar, and then also what makes it so unique is it like requires you to try everything. Yeah, right. Whereas the other Dark Souls games, you can literally beat the game with the sword you get. It, you know it, that you start with me in the game like you could be you could do that but like the this game requires you like it will the game will become much 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 harder if you don't like switch up your weapons from time to time or learn magic yeah. and and stuff like that and i i really like that because it's made me like it's made me pl- play differently than i've ever played any souls game like usually i'm like give me a two-hand sword and no shield and i'm gonna run in and i'm just gonna do tons of damage very slowly like that's how i like to play and i can't do that at least with the bosses i cannot do that so far i think the only boss i could do that with was the tower knight Mm. so uh, yeah i'm gonna keep plugging away at that i have like a list i've like started compiling a list of all the games i like want to play over the next few months like most of them are all like games that i haven't like that came out in the past and i haven't played before games i started last year and didn't finish like doom um yeah. so demon souls is next on the or is currently and then i plan to give the medium a try hmm. um and then hitman's on there doom persona 5 is on there yeah baby let's go i'm gonna get to that eventually make sure so. it's royal eventually yeah, yeah. yep uh but <sighs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Here's why we're all here. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It was so satisfying to hit the completed checkbox on that. On the, um, the GG app? Oh, no. I, I have like a Google Doc. I should add uh, it on the GG app, though. So when you say completed, you mean like 100%? Uh. Not like a hundred percent, as in I got all the all the everything, I guess. But I'm uh-huh. pretty sure I, I completed every quest. Okay. Um, but like I didn't do like because the game has all its like little side content things, like the, the the mysteries and the artifacts, and then the the um what are they called? Gold like armors. Uh, I didn't like get all the yeah. armors. I didn't get all the like artifact stuff that are just like random shit. I didn't, uh, and I didn't do all the mysteries because like that would, I would still be playing this game in 2022 if I did that. I think <laughs> but I completed the main quest and I I completed the, uh, like the Order of the Ancients quest line. I guess. All right. And that kind of finishes the game for me. All right. Can can I can I get a little spoilery? Uh, I do not plan on going back to it. I know you don't plan on going back. I don't, just I know I'll, Andrew. I'll uh, I'll mute my headphones and just message me when you when you're done. I will. I, okay, I'm not gonna get. Oh man, should I just go right away with the spoil? Like, nah, dude. Just here. Just just message me when you're done. <laughs> All right, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew has left the building. Have at it. Okay, so. This game has I, I've like complained about the story before or last week, right? Where mm-hmm. um, the main story like is kind of disjointed and like goes in and out, and like yeah, the most 
compelling aspect of this game, I think, is the little stories that happen in each territory and like the characters you meet and stuff like that. And the problem is, is none of that adds into this main story. So you, you've been playing it, Jeff. Uh, the main story, which I guess what I would feel like the main story is, or what do you think the main story is, Jeff? I don't know. The main story <laughs> is like them going to England and like colonizing it. So I, yes, I guess that might be the main story, but there, the the game feels like it alludes to the main story being the story of Avar, Basim, and. Uh, Sigurd, Sigurd, her brother, and Basim, the the assassin that you meet, mm-hmm. and every every single like all like the important quests seem to um, revolve around Sigurd, Eivor, and Basim, and so there's this whole storyline. Like basically, eventually, uh, you go with Sigurd and Basim to meet this like lady named Fulke, and she's like a um, a priestess and she says she can like unlock Sigurd's full potential because they believe Sigurd is some kind of like higher being than a person. And she ends up, it turns out she's actually part of the order of the ancients and she kidnaps Sigurd. And so there's a bunch of like a bunch of the story, like areas are based on like you trying to find Sigurd. Like they have their own story, but the reason you're there is because you're trying to find where Fulke took uh, Sigurd and like you're slowly taking out order of the ancient members as you like go to these areas so it's like that's what I'm like okay yeah like this is gonna pay off like this is gonna be like what the main story is based on but then halfway through the game you find Sigurd and kill Fulke and then like he just like goes away <laughs> Wait. and just like he like sits in the longhouse while you go do the rest of the game and it's like really weird because like i was so huh. that's where you're at like halfway through the game you're like okay um so th- that made me think the g- end of the game was coming soon because like it's like oh okay so there must only be like one or two things i really need to do before like he like that story progresses but then i did everything and it was like i was like one way one place left to go and i was like is anything ever going to happen with this again? Or was that that storyline? And then finally, uh, something happens. But before I can talk about that, (laughs) here we go. There's this entire side storyline that I don't know if you have to play or not to trigger the rest of the game because Mm -hmm. I played it automatically. But basically, you like, in the beginning of the game, uh, you have visions of, of Odin, and stuff mm-hmm. and so later in the game you're the seer from norway comes to england and is like hey i'll make you some potions and like we'll try to look at your visions and then your visions actually turn out to be gameplay segments where you go to asgard and play as odin interesting yeah and so that's the whole gimmick behind the gender so if you if you choose the the option where it's like you Choose can, your gender. The, the, the game chooses for you. Mm-hmm. You're a female Eivor in the game, and then when you go to Asgard, you're, uh, you're Odin, or so you're male, or and you're Odin basically. Okay. And there's like this whole storyline in Asgard where like Odin sees 
uh, it, like he's shown Ragnarok happening and shown that he's going to be killed by a wolf. And he's like, no, I don't want to die. Like, I'm going to try and stop this. And so, like, there's this whole storyline of him, like, <clears throat> I don't want to, like, I don't want to die to this wolf. And he's so he's like trying to do all these things to prevent it. And then it, then he like encounters the wolf and he like has tear like tie it up so it can't get away. But it turns out that the wolf is actually Loki's son. And it turns yes. out that the Fenrir? wolf is right. the wolf is Fenrir. And so then you go to Jotunheim to get like a special potion brood so you can uh, like beat Fenrir, I think, or you you go to, or I think it's to actually, it might be for immortality. I don't know. You get some potion brood, and then it turns out like Loki, it was like lied to you and betrays you, but then you get unbetrayed because the Jotun, this Jotun lady helps you. And, and this is all as Odin. This is all as Odin. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this whole time, all I can think is like, how does this tie into the game in any way? Like, can I what guess? Is... My guess is that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh get ready <laughs> so eventually you you go back to asgard and you fight fenrir and you stop fenrir uh you don't kill fenrir you basically just bind him so he can't like escape and then there's this whole cut scene that shows all the asgardians drinking this special potion that is supposed to make them immortal but basically i think the gist of it is they're soul or whatever will pass on will they'll basically be like reincarnated or whatever mm -hmm. so i finished that part and i'm like okay that didn't make any sense i don't what the <laughs> hell is that <clears throat> so you keep playing the game eventually sigurd comes to you and is like we have to go to uh you get this vibe that sigurd's gonna like kill you like i i felt i thought i was gonna have to kill him at some point um but at the then there's this one point he's like i need you to go back to norway with me and you're like uh okay so you go back to norway and you like confront his dad because uh, he's like mad at his dad and then you go to this secret spot that he remembers from his visions somehow there's all like all this weird stuff you get there it turns out it's like um the the people that came before uh what are they called uh, the Prometheans or whatever. Yeah, like the ancient. They, I can't remember. They have like a name. Uh, yeah. that, the, the Usa, Uso, the Uso. I think. Uh, it turns out to be one of their places where they have basically like a their version of an Animus, and uh, you and Sigurd get plugged into the Animus, and you go to Valhalla, and Wait, basically so they had an anim like an old timey Animus in. <laughs> In England, or no? You said they went back to Norway. Yeah, this was in Norway. This is in like the like the mountains of Norway. There's this underground cavern that had like an animus that the the Usa uh, created. Was it technology, or was it like they drank some weird potion or something? No, no, it was technology. Like the because the the oh, the, the Osa Oso or whatever are highly like advanced. super yeah highly advanced society that like went extinct because okay. of what happened in Assassin what you try to prevent in Assassin's Creed Three. Okay. That's important, by the way. Oh, um, God. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is where things just get really confusing and weird. Uh, so, you do this whole thing in Valhalla. You're, like, running around, and you just keep, you like, you kill a bunch of people, and then Sigurd gets his arm cut off, and you're like, he's like, why does my arm keep getting cut off? Why? And then it turns out it's because he is the reincarnated version of Tyr, the, uh, the, 
the god. The who, god of one arm? Yeah, well, yeah, like the the Asgardian god of war. And Tyr got his arm bitten off by Fenrir. And then it turns out Eivor is actually uh, or the reincarnated version of Odin. And that's why when you drink, have your visions, you are Odin. Um, and so eventually you convince Sigurd to leave the Valhalla simulation and... Uh, he's like, okay, I'll leave. Like, this is what I, like, basically my whole life I thought was building towards, but I guess I'll leave. And then Basim shows up, and you're like, okay, wait, why did he come back in? And all of a sudden, he wants to kill you. And it's like, what? Like, we've I've been helping you fight the Templars for the entire game. Why do you want to kill me all of a sudden? Um, and then... He, he he's like trying to kill you and Eivor's like why are you trying to kill me and he's like because my son and I'm like what <laughs> like your son died like when you were in wherever you were from and then it hit me he is Loki wait he's the reincarnation of Loki yeah but why and... isn't he from like England or something no he's he's from like no, even worse. He's from like Arabia. He's he's from so like Turkey or something like he... that. What? I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I do know, and I'll explain soon. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, poor Andrew. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this hopefully shouldn't be too much longer. Basically, at the end. So, yeah, ba- Basim is the reincarnated version of Loki. And he's killing you because he originally he was trying to make sure that Sigurd was Odin because he thought Sigurd was Odin. And that's why he was doing all this stuff with us for you is because he wanted revenge on Odin. And then it turns out, oh, Eivor is Odin. So now I'm going to kill Eivor. You fight. It's fun. Then at the end, instead of like just before he's about to kill you, he gets pushed into the Animus and he's now in the Animus forever. Uh, the, the Osa, a version of the Animus. So you... You've done it. You've. I thought you've beaten the game. I guess. I think you've beaten the game. You leave with Sigurd, and then you're basically like, "Hey, come back to Ravencroft with me." That's. I'm pretty sure that's where Laura Croft lives. Uh, yeah. Ravensorp, uh, with me, and Sigurd's like, "No," and here's why. And he lists off a couple things. Uh, basically, there are like six events that occur in the game, and based on your choices, if you do like, if you choose three of the wrong ones he doesn't go back with you and if you don't choose if you choose all the right ones or whatever he stay he likes ugh. if you choose three or more wrong answers he stays in norway if you don't choose if you choose two or less he goes back to uh england with you well i guess i chose three wrong answers because one i slept with his wife <laughs> <laughs> well uh, you know, Another I was getting is... that vibe early in the game, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, you can. You have a romance option with his wife. <laughs> um, then uh, I like denied this guy Valhalla by not giving him his axe on his dead body, and then this other thing. I was like, I don't even remember doing that. So you go back to uh, to England. There's one last area you can go to. You end up dethroning uh, the king of England, Alfred, and uh that's that you've conquered all of england and um now the danes or the nords are are in control of england for the next 
like 200 years until uh, William the Conqueror comes over. Um, <clears throat> so you, you end up defeating all the Order of the Ancients. It turns out the leader of the order was actually the King Alfred, but he didn't actually want to be the leader anymore. It's like none of this matters because like that wasn't the main story of the game. That was just like a side story, but they wanted you to think it was a main story. So the main story is actually that you're Odin. The main story is, so as you leave, it's basically after that, you get pulled out of the Animus to the real world. Oh, no. And oh, you're playing yeah. as Layla. You figured out, Layla's figured out, okay, the the Usa place is in Norway. She goes to Norway. She goes into that Animus thing that Basim is in. And who's inside? It's Basim. Uh, it turns out he's the one who sent you the message because apparently the... Uh, the animus thing they're in has the internet or whatever. He's the one who sent you the message to come find Eivor's dead body or whatever. Um, and then you talk to this guy called the Reader. And it turns out the Reader uh, is trying to find a way to prevent the world from ending. And uh, because when Desmond did it, he only staved it off for a little bit longer. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> how would you make sequels if he if he actually saved the world? Right. And so it's heavily implied that the reader is Desmond uh, and that he basically got absorbed into this machine at the end of Assassin's Creed 3. And Layla decides that she's going to stay in the machine to help Desmond find the way to prevent the end of the world permanently. And I was like, what the fuck? Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. This is where it gets super dumb. Basim ends up leaving the animus in 2000 and whatever year the game is in 20 and he falls directly onto the staff of uh staff of hermes i think no the staff of yeah the staff of hermes that you get in like the other games dlc for some reason and it has healing properties and it brings him back to life and now basim is in 2020 and he goes, you then play as him for the rest of that portion, and then you go back into the Animus as him. And so now I think he might be the main character of the next trilogy, this random guy that's Loki. What the just fuck? Why? <laughs> yeah, so I had to look all this up. I had to look up, like, what does this all mean? So it turns out that the Usa, um, the, the whole Valhalla stuff, basically every... Person, every culture's religion is their interpretation of the Uso. So what you were doing in Asgard wasn't actually in Asgard. It was what the Norse perceived to be Asgard, but it was actually the Osa, Uso's like, world, like where they lived. Gotcha. And so uh, Odin is actually one of the Uso, and Loki is actually one of the Uso, and now you've basically freed this this guy into the real world and he might be bad he might not be bad i don't know <laughs> i can't believe i'm gonna play the next game don't, to find out don't do it <laughs> no i have to I, they've they've hooked me for for like 10 straight games now jesus christ but, it, I, you know, if there were like inclinations as to like this is where the story was headed like if there was a hint in the game that hey like basim and loki might be like tied together or whatever like then i think 
but it just it there's no hint at it it's just like a sudden twist yeah at the end for no reason and it just like irked the hell so that's why like it might be one of the worst video game stories i've ever played because <laughs> of how disconjointed and unconnected it all is it's just like and now this because like, right yeah it's like because we have this outside story we're telling we have to like drop these little like do that like they should have dropped this storyline years ago, but they keep <clears throat> they keep doing it, and it's I think become it's with this game it's becoming a severe detriment mm. because there's not enough of like the real world stuff in the game anymore to justify these crazy story things happening. Yeah, like if it was like the old ones where you know, like you know you're hopping in and out of the animus and stuff like that, and there's story going on, like then it would like wouldn't feel so bad but because it's like you go out of the animus once in the beginning of the game and once at the end of the game and then like it's just all the story beats are within those two sections it's like why am i playing the beginning the middle of the game like mm. i it just doesn't doesn't yeah. make any sense that's the problem with the assassin's creed games it's like why why should i be invested in all this stuff that's happening if like you're trying to tell this greater story just at it, the end of the game like do you know they did a great job with a, portraying, you know, the ninth century England and kind of the the turmoil and you know the battle, like the what the Danes and the Saxons and the and the Norse all face. They even bring in uh, the Picts, who I think are supposed to be like from Ireland, Scotland. Like they did a good job with those stories, those little self-contained stories. But this overall story is still like a disjointed mess. Hmm. So, huh. yeah, I don't know. I'm still going to play the next one when it comes out next year because I want to know what happens. I'm invested. But, I'm sorry. I want to tell Andrew he can come back. Yeah, tell him he can come back. Tell him he's got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's just that's a bit much. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I think I'm content with never playing an Assassin's Creed game ever again. I gave this one a shot. I thought it was going to be cool. I thought it was just fine. And the the fact that they're still doing all this crazy future yeah. story stuff, it's just like, no, I'm good. Just just no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have finally completed my journey through Persona 5 Royal. Wait, oh, you mean how- the whole... Wait, hang on. The whole thing that you just talked about was all spoilers? <laughs> that was all yeah. spoilers yeah. for Assassin's Creed. It was stupid. <laughs> so there's nothing about the game that isn't spoilers i was expecting to at least come in and hear a little bit about assassin's creed you said you finished it right there yeah my main complaint is that the story is very disjointed okay but overall i enjoyed the game he had to explain a lot to make it like make us understand why (laughs) okay that was all just assassin's creed yeah story nonsense yeah from hour two to hour 68 uh, the game was fun and enjoyable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, hour sure. 60 to hour 70 uh, remains to be seen. 69? I'm nice. interested to see your take on it when you get there. Oh, we'll get there. All right. Persona 5 Royal. I started this game... Uh, actually, I have the exact date written down. I started yeah. this game May 10th of 2020. <laughs> I, I finished it on january 31st 2021 took me a hundred 
and 34 hours to beat. Wow. You could have uh, played Valhalla twice. I could have. Uh, <laughs> I loved that game so much to the point where as soon as I beat it, I was like, I could play that again right now. <laughs> like I wow. wanted to go right back into it and be like, oh, okay. I, I would. Do, I'm gonna do this. Di- I would do dif- this differently this time. Like I felt like I did Ryuji dirty by not maxing out his confidant and like have you like did. not getting this. I yeah, I know. So it's like I would go back in and do things differently. Oh man, that game is incredible. I think about the and listen to the music just about daily. From it's definitely the best video game soundtrack ever. It's pretty incredible. Uh, I'm in love with all of those characters. Uh, it's just, oh man, it is so good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I've been thinking, I'm like, is it my favorite game of all time? Over and Final Fantasy VII. So I think right now the only reason I have Final Fantasy VII still number one is for purely nostalgia's sake. It's hard to overcome that, uh... you know, like the the seven eight-year-old me discovering that it's like such a special thing there's um, too much emotion tied to it that's exactly. that's kind of like that's kind of the struggle i have with hollow knight and wind waker because mm. i know like both of these games are like my one and two like without a doubt my favorite two video games of all time and i know but like N- wind waker is my nostalgia pick and hollow knight is like my this is a really fucking good video game pick yeah you know that, like that's... I know, I know objectively, Hollow Knight is a better video game than The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, but I love Wind Waker so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm feeling. So I think for now, I'm gonna keep it at number two. Maybe one day in the future, I'll have nostalgia for this and push it up. But uh, my only complaint towards the end, uh, well, first off, it was my own fault. I I felt rushed at the end of the game, and I did that to myself because I thought I was close to the end of the game. I was like, all right. I can finish this on Friday night. Great. Uh, and I'm like, I'm going and going and going. It gets to like 11 o'clock and I was like, all right, I'm obviously not going to finish this tonight. I'll probably maybe one or two more hours in the morning on Saturday and I'll, I'll be able to beat this. Uh, I like, I was like mentally being like, okay, I'm close to being done. And then I played for like 10 hours on Saturday and didn't finish it. And I was like, Oh, okay, I guess I'm finishing this tomorrow. And then it was another like eight or so hours on Sunday before I finished the game. So if I knew it was going to take that long, I would have probably taken my time and like let it keep going. Because that was the biggest thing. Like, in the corner of the game, anytime you're transitioning between scenes, it just says, take your time, which is really important. And like it is important to take your time and enjoy it. Because if you try to like rush through it or bang your head against it, it's not going to be as enjoyable. Uh, so that's my own fault and i regret doing that because i was like oh i gotta play the medium so i can start um start like working on a review for it and like i have other games like i need to start playing kotor i need to play final fantasy 6 so i was like okay i i think i'm just about done with this game so like but i thought i was almost done with it for like 15 hours (laughs) Uh, so i guess that's on me uh in the grand scheme of things technically you're still right yeah percentage wise yeah yeah. Uh, but I think my the thing that I think was a little bit weird was the royal content, all the third semester stuff. I felt like would have worked better before the the original game, final dungeon and final boss, because that just feels so climactic and like like such a satisfying definitive ending. And then just to like roll into 
like the next day and just be like, oh, I guess we're we're back at it. You know, uh, it just felt a little bit weird. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. I and like they would have had to change a lot, and I know why they didn't do it there. Um, but I think that's really my only gripe about it is that all the bonus stuff that we got felt a little out of place because underneath it all, the core game is still so incredible. Um, yeah, man, dude, Persona 5 Royal is, it's a special game and I'm probably going to play it again in the next couple years sometime. Uh, if they ever do like a PS5 version, I'll probably buy that. And like the next time I have a big lull, maybe, I don't know when, but the next time I feel like I have like a month or so and it'll be like the game that I pick up and play in between things and like it'll be a persistent thing because I want to give it another shot now knowing what I know about the game and be like okay I didn't focus hard enough on this confidant or like okay I did focus on this confidant but it wasn't super rewarding so I don't Mm -hmm. want like I want to do things differently like the first time I played through I dated on and I really liked dating on and she was my like my first choice but now I'm like okay canonically i feel like maybe i should have dated kasumi so like maybe i should do that or like you know it's just like so many small things you can do differently that adds up to such a different experience like yeah a different playthrough experience like ryuji has an ability that i never learned that makes it so that if you encounter a weak enemy you have a chance to just not even enter the battle screen and you just instantly win and i didn't get that ability (laughs) i didn't know that was a thing uh so it's just like stuff like that like man and i would have like spread out my time better because i maxed out my social stats really early and then there were days where i was just like i have nothing to do because there are no no confidants that i want to spend time with and i already maxed out all my social stats so i guess i i missed used my time (laughs) but uh, i don't know it's just i i I love that game. It's truly incredible. I can't wait to see what they do with Persona 6. I'm so happy that Persona 5 Strikers comes out next month or this month. Yeah, good it's, fucking timing. It, it is like literally a continuation of the previous game. It's just like half a year later or something. So, yeah, I'm I'm fully in love with Persona 5. Uh, I think it is absolutely incredible. One of my favorite yeah. games of all time. Damn. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm glad that this is the outcome that that it came to because I remember I was shaking in the beginning. After, I'm looking at some of well, my notes. Even even before that, when I finished it, I was like, Jeff is gonna love this game. I was like, and I told you, I was like, you're gonna fucking love Persona whenever you get around to it. Like it's gonna, you're gonna adore this game. And then and then it's like you said, when you first started playing it, you were like kind of up and down. You know, one week you'd be like, this game's fucking great, and then the next game, next week you'd be like. I don't know. There's, you know, it's kind of slow. And then, but then like kind of, it just took time seeing, for it all to click. Exactly. Then seeing it click for you and, and now hearing your love for it is very, very rewarding for me. Yeah. It's, it's truly incredible. I love it. Um, But yeah, that's it for me. That's the end of my persona five tale. That's spanned like almost a full year at this point, three quarters of a year. <laughs> you just had a kid basically. I, I, genuinely feel bad like this felt like another part of my life that i'm now losing it's like i feel bad that i don't have more to, it, like it was my weekend routine was play persona and like be with these characters and live in this world it's it's weird i haven't had a game do this to me in a very long time i, I think you just experienced what 
a lot of people experienced with Animal Crossing and why people liked Animal Crossing so much. Well, maybe if they did it in a good video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It, like, became, it became like another life for them. Yeah, like, these are my friends now because, <laughs> like, that's what you did. You, those were your friends. They, they oh, really they were. were. Yeah, and now they're they're gone. Oh, it's so sad. Well, not really. But like you can, forgot. you could. I guess you could go just play the game again. I can't play no, the game. Can. <laughs> They're gone forever. Uh, no, I mean yeah, you no. gave me you gave me my disc back. So I was already looking uh, into potentially buying a physical <laughs> copy of the, the like the super special edition, but of course I, I didn't. Commit. The one with the mask. Yeah, I didn't commit to that yet. Uh, Maybe nice. one day. That's, I'm waiting to see if they time. ever release it on PS5 and do Sorry. like a re-release. Uh, but yeah, all right. We've been going for a real long time. So good thing we ended up cutting our uh, our other discussion yeah. that we were gonna have because it was just a a big day filled with Assassin's Creed. Oh, uh, God. But let's let's do some trivia and then get the f out of here. Yeah, so um, for trivia, we have JRPG trivia Ooh. because you know I love JRPGs and that's what uh, I wanted to do and and f you guys. <laughs> so. Question number one. Oh gosh, here we go. Who is the publisher of the Dragon Quest franchise? Only recently popularized in the West. It was, uh, it's very, very popular in Japan. One of like the most beloved franchises they have. Who is the current publisher of the Dragon Quest franchise, Adam? Square Enix? Andrew? Square Enix. Derek? Sega? <laughs> it is Square Enix. Oh, thank God I got that right. Did you really not know that, Derek? Well, so I put Square, mm -hmm. and then I was like, wait. They make, like, they make a bunch of references to Dragon Quest in Like a Dragon, and Like a Dragon is published by Sega, so it mm -hmm. must be Sega. I like nope. talked myself out of it after knowing <laughs> the correct answer. Well, Ripperoni. Oh <laughs> Question number two. What is the highest selling JRPG franchise of all time? So, um, you got to think about all of the franchises that have multiple entries. Which one has made the most money slash sold the most copies? I think it's like a combination of the two, uh, of all of the JRPG franchises. Derek, we're going to have you go first on this one. Final Fantasy. Andrew? I think it's Dragon Quest. Adam? No, nah, my, my vote was also for Final Fantasy. Mm, see, I I was afraid that you guys weren't going to think of this as a JRPG, but it most certainly oh, is, is. Is it fucking Pokemon? It's oh, fucking God. Pokemon. Oh, oh, that's a, I literally I thought JRPG, of it after. Really? Yeah, that is a JRPG. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought of it like after I spoke. Yeah, it is Pokemon, so no points for you guys. Damn, uh, I kind of feel dumb for not answering that one. Yeah, me, I feel dumb for you. Question number three. What name is used for a character in every Final Fantasy game? I feel like I might have asked this question before. Uh, uh, you asked the Fire Emblem one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, okay. saying, I don't think it was a Final Fantasy one. All right, yeah, so what name is used in, for a character in every single Final Fantasy game? Adam? I've never played Final Fantasy, so uh, I don't know. Marco, oh, Polo, Derek, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, Tifa. Andrew? In Jeff's dreams, Sid. It is Sid. In every okay. single Final Fantasy game, there is a character named Sid. I tried to look up why, and they were like, I don't know. We thought it was funny. <laughs> That's uh, a good reason. Final Fantasy VII is the only one where there's a playable character named Sid. Well, one of the mainline entry ones. You can play as a Sid in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. He's a judge. He's busted. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Andrew's up two. Adam has one. Derek has zero. Question number four. <laughs> what is the name of the main antagonist from the Kingdom Hearts series? Hmm. The, the long, convoluted oh. <laughs> series that is been, Kingdom Hearts. I just remembered. Did you remember joke. because of the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. BDG yes. joke? Yes. Oh, my God. It's one of the greatest things he's ever done. I mean, uh, it's specifically catered to us and why it's so great. But Yeah. Uh, Adam, do you know? <laughs> Sephiroth. No. No, I know it's not. He was the hardest boss in the first two games, and then they were like, Oh, okay. What? I knew he was yeah, I knew he was in there somewhere. They're like, what Final Fantasy characters not in our Kingdom Hearts? And then he wasn't no Final Fantasy Kingdom No Final Fantasy characters were in Kingdom Hearts 3. Derek, do you know the main antagonist? Uh <clears throat> Ansem? Andrew? It's Xehanort. It is Xehanort. Ansem is uh the heartless of Xehanort, but he's actually the I don't even fucking know. He's like the heartless of a doctor who is pretending to be Xehanort. It's something stupid. Well, who's Xemnas? Xemnas nah, is... is the nobody of Ansem. What? Never play Kingdom Hearts. Never this play Kingdom Hearts. Dumbest Ansem game is... in the world. <laughs> Ansem is the main, like, the final boss of the first game, but he's not the main antagonist of the series. Right. That is Xehanort. Xehanort is you know a boy <laughs> that's the brian david gilbert watch that video where he tries to explain the kingdom hearts storyline it's incredible because at one point he just looks dead into the camera he says how do you do this thing and take over the world you know a boy <laughs> and he's just like talking about the act of taking over someone's body while also being xehanort <laughs> it's fucking incredible uh, all right question number five what is the name of the main protagonist from The Legend of Dragoon? I don't expect you guys to actually know this, but I said it in the last episode, so who has the best uh. memory? Who was paying attention? I talked about it in reference to PlayStation All-Stars because he was going to be in it. Who was paying attention? Derek, you have zero points. You are not. <laughs> JRPGs is not your genre. So, Derek, what's your guess? Yeah, I'm not a JRPG guy, I think. Uh <laughs> For some reason, Kite was in my head. Okay, Adam? I don't remember either, so... Oh, what's a fun name? Let's go with Ralph. Ralph's a good... Ralph's a fun name. Andrew, do you remember? I mean, you can call me JRP Jesus because his name is Dart. His name is, in fact, Dart. Dart. Derek, you were kind of in the right ball... Uh, or the ballpark with Kite <laughs> as a one-word object, you know. A very obscure sport. Oh tool uh yes it is dark congratulations andrew four correct answers tiebreaker for fun Funny, what? Was, i didn't uh i didn't actually remember that you said it in the last episode it's just something i remember in general oh very nice uh what month and year did the legend of dragoon release Any 2001 2001 andrew you said 2004 i said four. Oh, just kidding the uh, year four october 99 Adam, you got to get a random guess. Uh, July 
02. It was December 99, so Andrew was oh, close there. Okay. Good call, good call. All right, cool. Well, I guess then that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You can find our website, thegamesharks.com, where you'll be able to find Andrew's article and review of, I almost said the messenger again, uh, Cyber Shadow. He's hoping to have that up within the next week or so, so keep your eyes out for that. You can find us on Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast. I haven't been too active on that. I kind of forgot to keep updating it, but we'll try to be better about that. And you can send us an email at GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. Send us any trivia questions that you have, discussion questions that you have. Just check in and say hello. It's nice to hear from you guys. Uh, but I suppose with that, we are Finn. <laughs> <laughs>